So just an introduction to what we, we are going to try to do on Monday nights. So at the core, this year is going to be a halacha shir, like any other halacha shir. We happen to be learning Basar B'chalav. So if someone just wants to come for the shir and learn some lambdas, some halachas, some practical tips, how to keep a kosher kitchen, we will definitely cover that as well. But ultimately, the goal is to learn on, on a deeper level that someone who would want to go get a smicha test can see... Someone who would want to go get a smicha test could see what to learn and would probably have to spend an hour or two on their own throughout the week, maybe with a chavrusa or reviewing the shir, going through some of the marmakoimis inside to be able to get a full grasp on the materials that we're learning. So everyone's invited to come, to come whenever they want, but hopefully those that, that, want, that want to pursue a smicha, this shir would be like the smicha shir of a smicha program. So a smicha program usually has a smicha shir and people learning on their own, going through the materials. So hopefully with both both of these uh, commitments, one could take a smicha test. The way we'll do with the, the way we'll try to set up the shear is that I'm going to go through the topic, and if anyone has any questions, please put it in the chat. And if if I feel it's appropriate and it will add to the shear, I will uh, look at the chat and and raise the questions that people that people are writing about. So feel free to do that. And after the shear, I'm happy to stay on for a few more minutes. If I didn't address anything or someone has a personal question, I'm happy to stay on for a few more minutes. So anytime you, you uh, pursue halacha, it's good to review how halacha works. If you ask many people, you'll ask them, you'll ask them who wrote the first halacha sefer? So some people will say the Mishnah the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. But in reality, the first halacha sefer is the Torah. Torah Shebech Sav tells us Tairach Mitzvah, 613 mitzvahs. Unfortunately, or... From, from a divine intent, the Torah Shebech Sav doesn't tell us how to do things, where to shecht, wh- what these mitzvahs are. So, of course, we have Torah Shabbat Peh. Now, Torah Shabbat Peh, from Mishnayis to Gemara, we have the teachings of Chazal, which include Drushas, uh, our Messiah, that, that we call Torah Shabbat Peh. And from this, this is where Halacha is formed. Now, on the other hand, you have people passing down the Messiah from generation to generation. So you have the text of what we have as Talmud Bavli, and you also have the Messiah of what people did. People didn't wake up in, 2000, in, in 2022, and let's figure out how to shecht an animal. We've been shechting for many, many years. So you have both the written uh, Shulchan Aruch, that we're going to call it the Talmud Bavli. You also have our Messiah, our tradition of what we do. So putting this all together, the Rishonim, started writing Halacha Svarim. You have the, the Rosh, the Rambam, the Rif, and many other, many other Rishayim. And different communities used that one Sefer as their source for Halacha. For example, the Rashba wrote the Torah Sabayis. As the name indicates, Torah Sabayis is the laws of the house. And if you lived in the community of the Rashba, so then that was your safer. Instead of having a Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, you had a Torah Sabayis, and that's what you did, whatever was said in the Torah Sabayis. However, when we all get mixed up, and different communities had different practices, what, what, what is considered an accepted halacha? So we know we look in Shulchan Aruch, and the way that Yosef, who was the author of the Shulchan Aruch, the way he, he uh, set it up is that, and he explains himself, he says that I'm going to pick the three primary Bali Messiah, the three 
important Rishonim that tell us what the halacha is. The three he picks are the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rush. Two of them happen to be Sephardi. And he says, I'm going to go with two out of three. Anytime there's a question in halacha, I will use Raif, I'll go with two out of three. That's how the Beis Yosef sets it up. And most of the time, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, he's quoting the Rambam, he's quoting the, the Rif, or he's quoting the Rush. The Ramah, who wrote the Darkei Maisha as a peerish on the Beis Yosef, he said that, first of all, you only included your Sephardi, uh, two out of the three are Sephardim. Additionally, what happened to all the other Rishonim, the Bali Toisvis, the Ramban, the Rashba, there's so many other Rishonim that wrote Psakim, they wrote Pirushim. How, how come they are not included in, in your survey of Halacha? And finally he says, and, and I, I had this in, one of, in the notes, you'll see if you look up Dake Moshe in the packet, so he says that, what about Halacha Kibasroi? The Halacha goes with the later generation, meaning, let's say something was a Shaila. He had a question, you know, in the 11th century. So why would you choose to go with what they pass in the, in the 11th century when you have Machlekes, wouldn't you rather go with what they pass in recently, within the past uh, 50 years, what has been decided and has been brought down as the practice in Kalei Yisrael? And therefore the Ramah says, I'm going to argue with the Beis Yosef in many parts of Shulchan Aruch. And he brings down the Maril, who is, who is one of the sources of Minag Ashkenaz. He brings down the Tremesadesh and the Bali Toisvis, many of the Toiskim from Ashkenaz, as well as many of the later Poiskim uh, of the Ramaz generation or the, the previous generation. So that's where you have this Machlekes, which we know as the Machlekes Shochan Aruch and the Ramah, Machlekes Beis Yosef, Moshe. That's their, uh, their bigger Sepharim. So that, that's where that comes from. So when you're learning Halacha, the goal is to, to know what the Shochan Aruch holds. Definitely you want to know for, for Svartim, as well as many times the Ramah doesn't argue with the Shochan Aruch. So we keep the Shochan Aruch. However, Ashkenazim will typically go with the Ramah when faced with a Machlekes. And on the side of the Shulchan Aruch, you'll see there's the Nice Kalim. As, as the uh, name indicates, the Shulchan Aruch is the, the set table. The Ramah has a nickname called the Mapa, the uh, tablecloth. That's the Ramah. Then you have surrounding the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah, the Nice Kalim. Those that, those that uh, hold the Kalim, the forks and knives and plates, just a play on words with the Shulchan Aruch. So in Yeridea, we have the Shach and the Taz. Typically, we will go with the Shach in, uh, in Halacha, but it's good to learn the Taz as well. And that's the, uh, that's the Pirush on the Shulchan Aruch. I just want to point out the Masha wrote, and many of the other of his contemporaries, when the Shulchan Aruch came out, they said anybody that just learns the Shulchan Aruch and doesn't know the background, doesn't go through the Gemaras, doesn't understand where they're coming from, you cannot paskin. So the question is, how do we learn Shulchan Aruch? So the, the Masha was writing this before the Noisy Kalim came out, before you had the Magan Avram and Archaim, the Shach, the Taz. So technically one could learn the Shulchan Aruch and the Noisy Kalim, and you would be able to, to uh, pass in Halacha. So if you look at the questions that I, that I brought down, I just, I just showed a few questions that come up regarding nursing homes or, or uh, feeding dog food that might contain Basar Bechalav. The goal of learning halacha is not necessarily that you're going to have the specific answer to every single question. Many times it depends on different stadim, but the point of learning, the lima of halacha is that you should know what the different stadim are. You should know what is basa b'chalav. What's a question of a deraisa? What's a derabanan? It's very important because when you're dealing with deraisas, typically we're going to be machmer. When you're dealing with derabanans, there's more room to be makele, for example, for someone who's ill, for, let's say, machoikes. So it's important to know the different stadim of every shayla. So if I was giving a smicha test, my, my uh, focus would be, does 
the person who learned the halach, does he know where to look? Where in Shulchan Aruch is this question found? What are the, dif- what are the different studim to this question? For example, we're going to discuss uh, being a, uh, going to culinary school. Can a Jewish person go to a non-kosher culinary school and learn how to cook? So what's the question? So the question is, is, it, is there bishul basar b'chalav? What is considered basar b'chalav? What if they're cooking a pig? Chazer. Is that basar b'chalav? So you'd want someone to be able to break down what the question is the yes or no at the end, that's not as important as someone who could go through the question and break down. There's two different stadim here. I'm not sure you know, how we pass him, but there's two stadim here. This is where to look. It's in this simon. It's a question of a daraisa, a question of a darabanon. That's the goal. That should be the goal of, of learning halacha. So with that, let us begin the halachas of Basar B'chalav. So hopefully by the next week, people could have the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch in front of them. If you have one, that's great. So we're going to see the first piece in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Pei and this is in Yeridea. So Yeridea goes through most of the first 120, uh, 122 simonim of Yeridea go through kashras, kosher food. The first uh, 28 simonim talk about shechting, shechita, who's a good shechit, where to shecht, how to do kisi adam. The next uh, 20-something simonim go through trephus, how to check the animal. Eventually you get to, to Nikor, how to make sure the, uh, there's no chela, there's no dam, you go through malicha, and, and finally we get to Basar B'chalav and Simon Pezayin. Eventually you get to Taruvis when you messed up in the kitchen, and finally the last uh, ten simonim of, of the beginning of Yeridea discuss the Machali Akam, how we deal with Nachrim, Pasakam, Bishalakam, Yayin, and uh, Tvilas Kalim, Hechshe Kalim. So that's that's uh, much later. That's, that's the end of the first chalik of Yeridea. So in Simon Pezayin, the Shulchan Aruch begins by quoting the Gemara in Chulin. Kasuba Torah, the Torah writes, we just had this on Shabbos in, uh, in Parshish Mishpatim. It says, Thank you. It says, uh, It says, Three times, three times in Chumash do we see this Pasuk of So many of us know this Gemara. There's a Isra of cooking. One cannot cook milk and meat, so it's a new thing. When it comes to non-kosher food, let's say uh, cooking a rabbit, you could cook a rabbit, there's no isser of cooking rabbit. But when it comes to basar b'chala, which the Gemara points out, each one of them is intrinsically kosher. You could have glak kosher, meat, and you could have chalav yisrael milk. You cook it together, there's an isser of bishel basar b'chala. That's the first time the Torah says loisavashel. Additionally, it says loisavashel again. So, v'achal isser achila, there's an isser to eat it, one cannot consume and finally, and there's also a iser hana. One cannot benefit from and that's why we spoke about. We uh, I put out on the on the question list. Someone's buy a football game, and it's uh, five degrees outside. Can they buy the beef broth soup, which might contain and use it to stick their hands in to keep them warm? Because is not simply an iser achila. There's a iser hana. One cannot benefit from and that's the question of uh, serving it at a nursing home. That's the question of of serving it to to your pets. You're benefiting from basar b'chalav. Now we're going to see the first part of the shir. We'll discuss that the Torah did not say loisaychlu. You shouldn't eat basar b'chalav. It didn't do that. It, it said loisavashel. One should not. One should not cook. So what are we going to learn from from this? The Torah says loisavashel. What is significant? Why did the Torah do this? So the first halacha that we're going to see, well, we already saw this, 
There's an Isser of cooking. When it comes to other Isser, there's no Isser to cook. There's an Isser to cook Basu Bechal. That's number one. The second thing, we're going to see the, uh, the, the, the Shulchan Ar continues. He says, It's only Aser Derech Bishol, which can mean one of two things. Number one, we're going to see later in the Simen that only if it's cooked the, the way people typically cook. For example, we're going to discuss a microwave or, or um, what else would be an odd way of cooking, labriyut meals or, or induction stovetops where you're not t- using the typical ish. Is that called Bishol Basavachalav? That's one point. Additionally, and more importantly, there's only an Isser of Basar B'chalav on a Deir Isa level when the milk and meat were cooked together. Let's say the milk and meat were not cooked together. You had a piece of meat and you had a hot dog and a milkshake and eating it together. Let's say it's kosher. The, you're not over the Isser Deir Isa of eating, of, of eating Basar B'chalav. Why? Derech Bishol Asra Tyre. The Torah only Asred Derech Bishol. The Torah said it's only Asr when it was cooked together. If it wasn't cooked together, it is not called basar b'chalav. So drinking the milkshake and eating the burger at the same time is not an iser deraisa of basar b'chalav. Now, we all know one should not do that. We even wait six hours. Ashkenazim wait six hours. And Sephardim wait six hours. We wait six hours before consuming milk. But that's only going to, we're going to see in Simon Peches, that's based on minog. But from a deraisa standpoint, there's only an iser if it was cooked together. That's another halacha we learn out from that the Torah chose loisavashel instead of saying loisaychlu. There's another important halacha. The, the, the Gemara in Pesachim and in Chulin and in Kedushin, the Gemara throughout Shas tells us that when the Torah says Leisaychlu, it tells me that there's an Isser to eat, but the, the prohibition is only when you consume it Derech Bishel. I'm sorry, Derech Achila. You consume it the way people typically eat. So for example, let's say someone took Treif, not the Basim Chalav, you, uh, someone took a... Um, a piece of bacon, and they ate it shaloikiderech achila. What's an example? The Ramam gives different examples. We'll give a modern day example. You ate a frozen hot dog. You went to Costco and you took a hot dog from the freezer and you ate a non kosher hot dog uh, that's frozen. What did you violate? So, on a derisa level, you did not eat treif. Why? Because you ate it shaloikiderech achila. That's not the way people typically eat. Nobody eats frozen hot dogs. So, you ate it shaloikiderech. There's no Isser Darais, so the person would not get Malkus. There would be an Isser Darabanon. Uh, Chum say, even Shalai Kedarach, one should not do these things. But that's, that's a general theme in Kol Tarakula, and, you know, with uh, doing things Bishinoi on Shabbos, that to, to violate the Darais, it has to be done the typical way. Comes along the Rambam. The Rambam says, and if you want to see, this is brought in the Pischei Tshuva. So on the bottom of Shulchan Aruch, you have the Pischei Tshuva. He quotes hundreds of Tshuva Svarim throughout the years. The, the role of tshuva svarim is that you have the Shulchan Aruch, which tells you the text. If anyone is a lawyer, you, know, you understand this, that you have the text, but then you have precedent of how do we decide, how to, how to analyze what the Shulchan Aruch says. So that's the role of tshuva svarim, and typically we will go with the tshuva over what, what it says explicitly you know, in, in the Shulchan Aruch. The tshuva is how we paskind based on analysis, based on diff- different uh, considerations. So the Pishchei tshuva, this is towards the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch, this you have the uh, Torah. So this is the, um, that's the Torah. It's in the Shulchan Aruch. It's the, uh, the Pesach Tshuva says that when it comes, to, he quotes the Rambam, when it comes to Basar B'chalav, there is, you don't have this dispensation of Shalai Kedar Achila. 
Why? The whole heter of Shaloi Kedar HaChila is only when the Torah said, Don't eat it. But if you eat it, Shaloi Kedarach, the Gemara says that's not called the Isra of Laisaychlu, Laisechelu. However, by Basa Bahal, it doesn't say Laisaychlu. So you don't have this heter of Shaloi Kedarach. And according to the, the, the Ramam, the Sawi Paskin, that even if you, if you consumed Basa Bahalav, even if it was Shaloi Kedarach, there's an Isra Deraisa of consuming Basa Bahalav. You don't have the heter of Shaloi Kedarach. So let's say a person. Cooked, you know, he found basa b'chalav that was cooked together, and it's in the freezer, or it's boiling hot. That's the Rambam's example, and you consume it with shaloi kedarech. It's aser. There's an iser deraisa of consuming basa b'chalav, even if it was shaloi kedarech achila. So that brings us to the question of taking a pill. So there's a question of medicine. For example, some medications or most medications contain magnesium stearate or other types of stearates, which can come from animal sources. It could be vegetable as well, depending on the company. And many, many pills contain lactose. Lactose is the typical sugar they will use to form a, a tablet. So the question is, isn't that a problem of Basar B'chalav? And even if I'm taking a pill, so you're going to call that Shalai Kedarech, Shalai Kedarech Achilo, there will be an issue of consuming a Basar B'chalav pill. So... We're going to dive deep into the lambdas here, and it's worth it. It has many ramifications in halacha and chametz. So let's uh, let's hold cup for two minutes. The Rambam just told us that we don't have the header of shaloi kederach achila when it comes to basa b'chalav. So some of the achronim point out that hold on a second. Every rabbi and every consumer or mispal and shul, you know, when you call the rav and someone messed up, it wasn't you, but someone messed up, they put the wrong spoon in the wrong, in the wrong uh, pot, you know, the first question the rabbi is going to ask you is, was this pot used for X, Y, was this used for fleishiks or milchiks in the past 24 hours? Why? If it wasn't used for 24 hours, so the pot, bidiavid, is not really called fleishik, not really called milchik, not really called treif, that's the halacha. Halacha in Gemara Navadizara, that's what he paskin. Hold on a second. If... What's the lumdus of 24 hours down? How does that help? So the Gemara tells us that's called noisin time of gum. That after 24 hours, the blee is any absorption in the pot that, that is subsequently used. If the pot is used, you had a dairy soup pot that wasn't used for the three weeks, and now you decided to, you by mistake, cook meatballs in it. We're going to say the dairy absorbed taste in the pot is, is, uh, is noisin time of gum. So many of the Achorinim point out, we should not have this het- you shouldn't have this heter when it comes to Basa B'chalav, because Shaloi Kederach Achila is not mutter when it comes to Basa B'chalav. And in fact, some of the Achorinim, they say, we should not use this heter of Eina Ben Yoyim when it comes to Basa B'chalav. The Chavaz Das and Simon Kof Gimel and all the other Achorinim say, you're, you're, you're mixing two things up over here. There's two Eterim when it comes to we'll call it nifsa me'achila, medicines, blias. One heter is called shaloi kederach achila. That's learned that from the Gemara Psachim, loy se'chelu. You're not allowed to eat something, but if it's shaloi kederach, it's mutter. That doesn't apply to basa b'chalav. Okay? There's another halacha. The Gemara tells us, based on the Psachim, the, the Pasuk says that nevela lager b'sharecha titnena. You should give the nevela to the ger, that doesn't mean a convert, it means a ger toishev who's not Jewish. You should give him this gift, give him the nevela. So what the Gemara learns out from here, if it's edible, that you could give it to your friend, your neighbor, your non-Jewish neighbor, that's usr. 
meaning you can't eat it. You give it to him. But if it's Enoroi Leger, if he's not going to be able to eat it, it's not called Iser. That's called Nifsa Me'achila. It's not considered edible. Forget about Shaloi Kedarachila. When a person eats a, a frozen hot dog, the hot dog's edible. It's just you have to wait. Wait a half hour for it to defrost. Cook it. Do something that will make it that will, that, will, that will eat, you know, it's just missing something from being considered a normal eating. But when something is nifsa me'achila, it's ain't a royal aguerre, it's a totally different heter. It has nothing to do with loisachelo. And based on that, the Chavaz Da says that when it comes to bus, when it comes to noisin tan gam, absorbed bliyas that are, that, have been, that are 24 hours old, that's nifsa me'achila. It has no taste, it's disgusting, it's not considered food. Not shiloike derechila, it's nifsa me'achila. And when it's nifsa me'achila, it's, it's, there's no problem when it comes to bus b'chalav. This comes up regarding chametz and regarding medicine as well. So when, when, uh, when you look at a pill, the Paiskim debate, how do we understand the, the I would call it the ed- edibility of the, of the pill? Is it nifso me'achila? It's a tablet. It's, it's not considered food. Or do we say it's shalaykedarachila? It's food. It's, there's starch in it, there's sweetener, there's sugar. There, there could be all types of food-grade material in it. But by consuming it as a pill, you're swallowing it shalaykedarachila. You have a tremendous nafkamina. If you hold it, it's only shalaykedarachila. So then you will not be able to take a basar b'chal of pill. But if you hold, it's nifsa me'achila, and that is the psak of, let's say, the CRC, and most of the Paiskim in America, they say that pills, tablets, are nifsa me'achila. So it wouldn't make a difference what is in the ingredients. If it's nifsa me'achila, even if it's basar b'chal there will be no problem. And the same thing applies by chametz. When it comes to chametz, there's two different issues on, cham- on Pesach. Number one, you cannot consume chametz, but there's also an iser of bayira bayimatze. Let's say you have frozen uh, lakshin kogel from three months ago, right? So that's chametz. It's shaloi kedar hachil to eat it while it's frozen, but by having it in your freezer without selling it to the nachri, you're over bayira bayimatze. So it's very important to know, is it nifso me'achila or is it shaloi kedar hachila? So shaloi kedar hachila does not help me by bas b'chalav. It doesn't help me by chametz because I cannot own it on Pesach. But if it's nifso me'achila, it's not called chametz, it's not called... Uh, and there will be no problem of, of taking this pill. We will see another reason why the pills might not be a problem, that lactose is not going to be dairy on a dairy rice level. We'll see that uh, in, in a bit. Okay, if anyone has any questions, please, uh, please use the chat, and uh, happy to respond. Okay. So, we'll just do one more, uh, one more topic, and uh, we'll call it a night. The Rambam, when he, when he brings down the halachas of Basa B'chalav, instead of bringing the classic source that we just saw, that the Shulchan Aruch brings from the Gemara and Chulin, that the Torah says, Gimel Pa'amim, the Rambam, you don't have this on your notes, but the Rambam says, actually I have it in the screenshot, the Rambam says that, that, that it's learned that from a Kavachimer. Not in the Sefer Mitzvah. It's in the uh, Rambam Tumas Oich, uh, Rambam in Hilchas uh, in Hilchas Machalas Asuros Perik Tes Halacha Beis. It's one of the screenshots. It's okay. You look it up afterwards. The Rambam says that since the Torah tells me Loisavashel, you can't eat it. So Kavuchaim you can't cook it. Kavuchaimer you cannot eat it. That's the Rambam's makar for the Isser of eating Basar B'chalav. We learned from the Gemara, from the Torah, from the Shulchan Aruch. It says three times, Basar B'chalav. The Rambam has a new source. 
Rambam says it's based on a kavachaymer that if cooking basur bechalav is asur, eating it would definitely be asur. So comes along the cast of Mishnah and he asks an epic question. He says, if you're telling me, you, the Rambam, you're telling me that there's an, that the only source for the iser of eating basur bechalav is a kavachaymer. You, in your Sefer HaMitzvahs, you wrote that one gets malkus for cooking basur b'chalav. If you cook basur b'chalav, you get malkus. So what's the problem with that? Ain't ein adin. You, you should never get malkus on something that's only learned from a kavachaymer. So the Kesav Mishnah and Hilchas, Tomas Mace, he asked this question on the Ramah. How could the Ramah say the source for the iser of achilas basur b'chalav is based on a kavachaymer? If, it, if that's the source, so how could you get Malkus for eating Basar B'chalav? And you, the Rambam, and Sefer HaMitzvah, you could clearly say that one gets Malkus for eating Basar B'chalav. This is the question of the Kesef Mishnah. So the Kesef Mishnah says, he says, two, perhaps two different terutsim. He says, perhaps it's only a Gile Milsa, that the Torah is just telling me. It's already said Lois of three times. This Kavachim is a Gile Milsa. It's telling me what the Torah meant when it said Lois of So that's his, uh, that's his way out of that. Then the Gemara does say this that anytime it's a Gile Milsa, it's not a Kavachim. And if for technical reasons, you could still get Malkus. But the second tarot of the Kesem Mishnah actually has ramifications in Halacha. And the second tarot of the Kesem Mishnah says that the whole reason why there's an Isra of Bishal Basar Bechalav. Why is there an iser of cooking, Basar B'chalav? The Torah is telling me there's an iser of cooking so that you don't end up eating it. So it's like a Tamei HaMitzvah. The reason why there's an iser of Bisho, Basar B'chalav, is in order to hold you back from eating Basar B'chalav. Rav Yosef Engel, in his, in his Sefer Lekach he has a whole list of, of again, he, he put this together, he collected all the mitzvahs or, or loisases that, are Siyog Midaraisa. He brings down Ichor, he brings down Bayro Bayamatse, the Ran in the beginning of Psachim says, the Isra of Bayro Bayamatse is so that you shouldn't end up eating Chametz. So he has a whole list of where the Torah made an Isr so that you don't do a different Isr. Siyog Lotaira, this is found in Rav Yosef Engel's farm. But that's what the Rambam, that's what the Kesa Mishnah seems to be saying in the Rambam. That the whole reason why there's an Isr of cooking so that you don't end up eating it. So then, Loisavashel includes the eating because that's the whole reason for it, and therefore, it's not a kavachaymer that's telling me there's a there's a there's a there's a malchus. Malchus is learned that from Loisavashel, and Achil is part of Bishel. This came up. This is brought down by the Dovim Meisharim. So the Chuva Chuvas Dovim Meisharim. Dovim Meisharim was the Chibina Rav. Chibina Rav. He, he was a uh, he, he survived Siberia. I guess he wiser will give us a uh, historical piece afterwards. Chibina Rav. So this is a joke. Pesach is coming soon. So the Chazanish had a Chumrah. We all know that he did not, uh, he, he was makbed on crumbs. That even chametz that were, that were small crumbs, he felt that there's a problem, you have to get rid of it. And therefore he didn't use any of the svarim on, on Pesach. So many of the Chibina Chasidim, they came to the Chibina Rav and they told him that we were by the Chazanish on Pesach and we saw the, the few svarim he had on his table it was from you. It was the, he had the Daiv Meisharim, the Shalos and Shuvas Daiv Meisharim on the table. So you see, he's Machshiv Yer Svarim. So the Chibina Rav responded that no, he, he just never opened it the whole year. So that's why there's no Chametz in there. But anyways, the Chibina Rav has the following question. He said there was this scientist, a from scientist. It's, the, it's, it's in the back of his Shuvah, Simon Lamed. There was a scientist who was doing experiments in a lab, and they were concerned that the butter had some butter is dairy had some uh, animal fat mixed into the butter. And the only way to test it is to distill it or to cook it up and see the different boiling, uh, boiling uh, points to figure out 
if there's actual meat in the in in the um, in the in the butter. So, what do you do? So he brings down the Kesef Mishnah and he says, L'chayra, according to the Kesef Mishnah's understanding of the Rambam, the whole reason why there's an Isser of Bishol is that you should not come to eat it. We know in Hilchas Pesach, again, Pesach coming up, you know in Hilchas Pesach that let's say you found chametz on Cholamite, you burn it. Ah, maybe you might come to eat it. So the Gemara uses a Lashen that when I'm going to burn it, I'm not going to eat it. There's no concern that I'm now going to eat it. I'm, I'm getting rid of it. So too here, he says, the scientist is trying to figure out, Laman Hakashras, he's trying to save us from Basar B'chalav. There should be no issue, there should be no Isser of Bishul Basar B'chalav on this butter. That's what the Shabina Rav says. He concludes that he doesn't, uh, he's not so confident in this, but that's, the, that's what the, uh, the shal- that's brought down the Shalos and Shuvas, Doivim Mesharim. So I once gave a shir in Nelamea, when Shavuos night, we spoke about Tamiha HaMitzvah, if they play a role in Halacha. So the shir was based on Rav Asher Weiss's uh, piece in Parshas Chukas. It's in the second folder in the notes. You'll go through it, beautiful uh, 12-page uh, analysis of, of all the different times Halacha is brought down with a tam, with a reason. And when does the reason, uh, you know, play a role in Halacha? So when I gave the shir... In Elameo, we spoke about a few things that are not mentioned in that tshuva. Number one, the machlokes, the Satmarav and Rav Moshe, the the famous the famous discussion regarding uh, fertility treatments. The Satmarav was was based on a tam of of the iser of of Aishas ish, and Rav Moshe said, "I don't understand. We don't go with tamei hamitzvah. Tamei hamitzvah. The reasons of the mitzvah that are brought down by the chinuch, even if they're brought down by the gemara, it's just to give us a tam, a taste of of what the hashkafa is. But it doesn't change the halacha." The halacha is not halacha. One is not allowed to cook basar b'chalav. It shouldn't change the halacha. The only time we actually see this is the rush. The rush, when it comes to writing a sefer Torah, he says that bezmanazeh writing svarim your yaitza ksiva sefer Torah. Aye, the Torah says to write a sefer Torah, but there, Rav Moshe explains there the pasuk says v'lam v'lam The point of writing a sefer Torah after kiss with the chemist Hashira Azois is only to teach Klai Yisrael. Nobody's learning from Sefer Torah anymore. So the, the Rosh says, therefore, the Tam, we, we could change the halacha based on the Tam. But when it comes to this, this is just a pilpul of, 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 of uh, why the Ramam learns uh, like in a love, and therefore, most of the Achorin, Rav Weiss himself has a tshuva on this, on, in the laboratory. He says that there, that there is no heter to test this butter by cooking it up, even though you want to tell me a whole lumdus that cooking is a problem because you might end up eating it, so if I'm not going to eat it, there should be no issue. He says that doesn't work. There's an isra of Leisavasha. What isn't mentioned in the Dov Misharim is mentioned in the Chalkas Yaakov. The Chalkas Yaakov, or Yaakov Breish, said, Sal, he was the Paisik in Switzerland. He was asked the following question. In Simon Tesvav, he says that, that after, uh, after high school, the girls, the Beisakov girls, were forced to go to, and it was a state, state-run school system, they had to go learn how to cook. They had to go to culinary school as part of their, their you know, after graduating, they had one year, one year seminary of learning how to take care of a house. This wouldn't, uh, wouldn't fly in America today. But, and they were forced to learn how to cook, how to sew, how to, how to do things that the women in Europe did in the 1950s. So, they asked him, can they, can they cook? They're, they're being forced to cook in the culinary school. And there's going to be butter there, there's going to be meat, there's all types of, all types of issues of basa b'chala. So he brings down a very important heter, which for some reason the Shabina Rav did not bring down, as far as I, as far as I saw. 
And that is, perhaps there's a heter of Ein Bishel, Achar Bishel. We know when it comes to Shabbos, let's say a person has a, a kugel that was, uh, you, you baked your kugel before Shabbos. The halacha is, on a dera raisa level, you took the kugel, put it into an oven on Shabbos, made the raisa, ain bishal acha bishal. We know derabonans, there's a problem of shehiyah, chazara, all, all those derabonans. But on a dera raisa level, if something was fully cooked, we'll talk about solids, if something was fully cooked, ain bishal acha bishal. Once it's cooked already, you're not doing anything by cooking it again. So perhaps if you have basar bachala that was cooked already, there should be no there shouldn't be an issue of bishal acha bishal. For example, let's say you had someone who was working as a barista in Starbucks, and they have to warm up these uh, sandwiches. Let's assume it was beef. We'll talk about pork next time. Beef and cheese that was already in the sandwich, and now you're putting in these turbo ovens for 30 seconds, and you're you're heating it up again. So if we hold aim bishal acha bishal, there will be no problem of of warming this thing up, warming up the the cheeseburger because ain bishal acha bishal. And the question is, do we pass like this? So in the Shulchan Aruch, the Gilir Marsha, on the bottom of Shulchan Aruch, he brings down that this is a discussion in the Paiskim, if we say, Ein Bishel Acha Bishel, he says, really, it should only apply to Shabbos. As we know, Shabbos, Malachas Machsheves Asratayra. Shabbos, the Isra of Shabbos, you created something. Just uh, yesterday, I was, we were learning Hochas Haitzah. The Chiddush of Haitzah is that even though you didn't change anything, you move something from point A to point B, it's still usher. So Taisus calls it a malacha garua. It's a very weak malacha. But if you plowed a field, you, you, you made the field ready for planting. If you harvested something, you, you changed something. So by Bishel, by Bishel on Shabbos, we care about the change. So therefore, there's a heter of Ein Bishel Acher Bishel. By Basel B'chalav, there's an Isser of Bishel, so perhaps there should be no heter. However, he says, let's say it was already cooked together. You already had Basel B'chalav, so let's say you had a, you're working on airlines or you're working in a nursing home and they ask you to, to warm up something that was already cooked together. It was a Philly steak sandwich that's already cooked together. You're not, you're not introducing meat to milk. So that, he says, we could be makel. And many of the Achorinim say that as well, that we could be makel on when it was, if it was already previously cooked together, you're not creating basu b'chalav, that'll be mutter. However, Let's say you took pastrami that was cooked, and you took milk that was pasteurized, also cooked, and you cooked it together. So there, most of the bison say, no, even though they were cooked together, but you've just created basar b'chalav. We didn't have basar b'chalav yet. You put it together and made basar b'chalav, so that will be usher. So the Chakas Yaakov says that typically, he was discussing, let's say, butter, which is cooked, uh, heat-treated butter, or the like, where the, the taruvas of basar b'chalav was, was an ingredient before they put it together. Meaning, he agreed that you can't take milk and meat and put it together. But he said, let's say you're in this culinary school and the chicken base or the meat base, the chicken is only the abundant, but the meat base has milk in it, but it's already been cooked together. So that would be a heter for one to, to, to you know, in, in a situation where you couldn't avoid it. There was the state-run school. They had to cook. So he said he could rely on Ein Bishel Achabisha. And the Chayra, let's go back to the Chibina Rav's case, when it comes to cooking in a, in a laboratory. So the let's assume the butter and the animal fat were cooked together at some point to, to, to blend it together. It was cooked together. So by you heating it up to test it, to distill it, that uh, that wouldn't be an issue because ain bishel, acha bishel, if it was already cooked together. Okay. So next week, we'll just discuss one or two more points on bishel. 
So when it comes to basar b'chalav, you should know that we have to figure out what's basar b'chalav. We didn't even discuss that yet. What type of meat? What type of cheese? We have to figure out what's called bishul. Is roasting bishul? Is frying bishul? Is microwave? And what's called hana? What is called the benefit? Is feeding a dog considered a benefit? What if you work in the zoo? Is that called a benefit? So we're going to the sea again, as we as we are discussing the three different isurim, bishul, achila, and hana. So Mr. Shem, next next uh, next week, we will dive a little deeper into what bishul is, and we will introduce the Isr Hana of Basa B'chalaf.